Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and it's a pleasure to be back with you this week studying Parashat Mishpatim. And as the style of Shnayim Mikra, hosted by, sponsored by the OU, the Orthodox Union, hosted at OU.org, um, as we have been doing now for the past uh, uh, 17 weeks, um, we are going to take a look at one Aliyah per podcast over the course of these next seven podcasts and study Parshat Mishpatim. Parshat Mishpatim is going to take us in a very different direction than anything that we've done since the beginning of this series because the first four and a half Aliyot, really, of this parasha are legalistic. And they take us into the beginning of legal texts, something that we've had very, very little of so far in this series. So I'm honored to be starting off uh, with uh, the first of these parashot uh, in our series. Now the beginning ve'ela, as Rashi points out, uh, connects this with the previous statement. And if we look chronologically at the entire setting of Ma'amad Har Sinai, which we will look at again in, the, in our discussion of the last Aliyah, we see that these laws were given to Moshe Rabbeinu uh, as he entered the cloud at the foot of Har Sinai. Uh, when Bnei Yisrael told him after the Aserat he wrote, you go close to God, we don't want to hear it, you come and tell us, he entered a cloud that covered the mountain, and God spoke to him and gave him those first few mitzvot at the end of Parshat Yitro, about the Mizbeach, etc. And then, These are the laws you're going to place before them. At the end of the Parsha, we will talk about the context of this section. And the first thing that we're taught to talk is, Ki if such a thing would happen that you, who are newly freed slaves, ends up acquiring another Jew as a slave. So something very new here, which is that the servitude can only last six years. On the seventh year, he has to go free. Free chinam means he doesn't have to buy his way out. He goes free. If he comes single, with his own wing, as it were, then he leaves. That way, and there's two pieces here that are quite radical. I highly recommend, by the way, Joshua Berman's recent book, Created Equal, talks about the revolution of Torah when it comes to equality, uh, and this plays a prominent role in that discussion. Counters the notion that the master can give him uh, a wife, uh, someone to take care of, that he is then responsible for. On the other hand, means that if he is married, that his wife comes with him, and she is with him, and the master takes care of them, and when he leaves, the wife comes with him, and the wife is not necessarily a slave. Um, these are both revolutionary ideas. But now, let's split the difference. If he came in alone, and he's still alone, and he leaves alone. If he came in married, so he leaves with his family. But if his master gives him a wife, and she has kids, then he leaves alone, and the wife and the children belong to the master, because they were part of the master that he gave her, him a slave girl, and that those are all slaves. But So notice, everything is im. Im Im And now im so we're, the Torah is allowing for all the possibilities of how this would play out. Let's say he says, I like it here, and I've got this wife and children, and I want to leave and leave them behind. 
Then what happens is Master brings him to, literally to the Lord, but meaning to the Beitin. And then they, they, he present him close to the door. The door post. Then the master takes an awl and puts it through his ear, uh, through his ear to the door. And then he is his slave forever. Now, halachically, we learn that forever here means until Yovel. And that's something we'll deal with in Parshat Bahar. Uh, the, the Parshat of Ebedivi shows up in three places. Here, Parshat Bahar, and in Parshat Re'eh. And you need to see all three of them to get the full picture. Uh, however, uh, there was a beautiful drasha presented in, in, uh, in Masachat Kiddushin about the ear and the door. Why they play such a prominent role. Because this fellow, who fell on hard times decided that instead of staying independent and suffering through it and working hard and trying to bring himself up, he would take the quote-unquote easy way out and sell himself into slavery. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, the same door that was a witness as I passed over the doors and when it came to Yitzhak Mitzrayim and I said, B'nai Yisrael are my slaves and he sold himself as a slave. And the same ear that heard at Har Sinai that only I am your master and you sold yourself to a human master, they are going to be uh, pierced. Uh, when you when you not only sell yourself, but then you say you want to stay there. You prefer that over the independent life. This is clearly something frowned upon. Very uh, important reading in the context of Ebed Ivri is Yirmiyahu Paraklam Adalid. Ayin Sham. The next parsha is the parallel. If a man sells his daughter into servitude as a slave girl, as a maiden, as a as a handmaid, she doesn't leave like avadim go. In other words, she has a different system by which she leaves the master's property, the domain. If she, her master doesn't like her, meaning the master has the opportunity to, to designate her for himself and to marry her. If he doesn't like her and that he doesn't take her, and she was redeemed. He cannot now sell her to somebody else because he has, if you will, he has rebelled against her. He has been treacherous towards her. He doesn't have that right. He doesn't own her such that he could then sell her to somebody else. The father sold her to this man, and this man has the right to marry her or to let her go free, but he doesn't own her. But if he designates her for his son, which that is legitimate, then um, she is treated like any other wife. Let's say the master takes another wife. He, knows he marries her and takes another wife. And clearly she's going to be a second class wife. She's going to be a Hagar. She's going to be a Bilhah. We'll read it like the Rambam. She'ira meaning her food stipend, ksuta, her clothing stipend, and onata, her conjugal rights, lo yigra. He cannot diminish them because he married a proper wife from high society, as it were. could be read two ways. One is she'er ksuta nona. The other way is either he marrying her, he, um, he, uh, uh, marrying her off to his son, um, or or freeing her, then he has to let her go when she comes to proper age, in kasef. Now, from the word vehefda, back in pasuk chet, chachamim learn that he has to help her buy her way out. So let's say that we've prorated it. Let's say that she was sold at the age of uh, six. So she has, let's say, six years of servitude, and it was for six thousand dollars. That means that she could buy her way out, let's say, at age seven with five thousand dollars. It's prorated. So let's say she's ten. And she's got $1,000, her, 
Her master has to help her, and they work something out so she can buy her way out. So there's three ways for her to get out. One way is her own pidyon, what's called giraon. The other one is if uh, if she reaches age. And the third way is if she's married to the master or to his son, which she doesn't get out. All right, so that, these are the rules. And Yatzachinam in Kasef, by the way, is used as one of the sources for Kesef Kiddushin, but that's beyond the scope of what we're going to do here. Now that we've dealt with Eved and Amayivri, uh, and Amayivriya, we have several small halachot, small meaning in, in text, not in significance, of course. If a man strikes another and the other dies, and he strikes him with a mortal blow, that's what makem means, then the striker is killed. Let's say that he did not lay an ambush. He did not wait and plan this. God somehow brought the two of them together. Look at the beautiful Rashi with the ladder. I will give you a place where he can flee to. And this is an allusion, of course, to Arei Miklat, that are there in case somebody kills by accident. Let's say that somebody does intentionally want to kill him. You even take him away from my Mizbeach, because the Mizbeach was seen as sanctuary. Take a look in Malachim Aleph, Perak Bet. When um, Adoniyahu goes and grabs onto the horns of the Mizbeach to try to be saved from being killed, Yoav does the same thing. Akkadosh uh, Baruch says, "No, you can't, you can't gain sanctuary if you're a murderer and you're taken away." Now here, Makay does not mean um, kills because that's already uh, covered under the last few psukim. But here it means he strikes father or mother. Of course, he strikes and draws blood. Kidnapping, and if the person is found in your possession, he also dies. Cursing parents, just like Makayaviv, death penalty. Now let's say two people are fighting, and one guy hits the other one with a rock or with a fist. And he doesn't die, but he rather is uh, in a coma, he's lying there. If the guy then gets up and walks around, meaning that he's, he gets better, then the um, the fellow who hit him is nika is is scot free, meaning he's not guilty. One thing is he has to pay literally for his uh, for his loss of wages for the fact that he had to rest up. And rapoyirape, the fellow should be healthy. What we learn from here is two of the five payments for battery and assault, assault and battery, which are shevet and ripui. The Mishnah in the beginning of the eighth parak of Akama lists the five things for which you're liable for assault and battery, and two of them famously are shevet and ripui, and that's from this pasuk. Rapoy Rape, of course, famously is the source for the right of doctors to intervene in God's plan and and to practice their art of healing. Take a look at the Ramban here, a very interesting comment. With this, we end the first Aliyah, and along the way, I'll share several comments about the whole role of the Mishpatim uh, within this context. But what you can see is that now that Am Yisrael has received the Torah and Am Yisrael has come together as a nation and has accepted the Brit to be Amalachet Kohanim V'Goy Kadosh, now the laws which govern that nation are presented to them such that they will be a uh, not only a group of former slaves who are now off to inherit a land, but a properly constituted people about to in- establish a divine kingdom in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, we'll see you in the next podcast when we'll pick up with the second Aliyah uh, of Parshat Mishpatim. Everybody should have a wonderful day.